Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey guys, um, just a quick note before you listen to the podcast to say that this was recorded pre the tier four news and the news that the Christmas bubble was being reduced to 24 hours. Um, so I'm not going to Emma's house for Christmas, sadly, I'm staying in London. And it's all just very difficult news, I think. So lots of love to everyone who's been affected by it. It's a bit shit. And hopefully this podcast can bring you a few smiles today. Um, Lots of love to everyone. Bye-bye. Hello. You're listening to BFN. This is the podcast about infertility, IVF, and the trials of trying for a baby. I'm Gabby. And I'm Emma, and we're both card-carrying members of the Infertility Club. Oh, hey. Oh, hey. Was that some atmospheric wine pouring going on? Who could that be? (laughs) Sorry! Merry Christmas, everyone! Keep quiet! (laughs) They won't know you're here! (laughs) Um, Guys, you've just just arrived right in the middle of the BFN work Christmas party. Yeah. Take a seat, grab a Santa hat. Yeah, Gabby's wearing a dodgy jumper. Liz is wearing a naff Santa hat and a pair of those glasses that says Merry Christmas on. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm looking very elegant. Oh yeah, with yeah. reindeer antlers. Um, <laughs> they really make um, your eyes pop. <laughs> um, we're just, we're just have, here. Have we had too much wine already? Yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> quite possibly. <laughs> Um, so welcome, welcome to the VFN Christmas special, everyone. It's 2020. Welcome. We're all in different houses, but Yay. who cares? We've got wine, and now I'm going to do my glasses clinking sound effect. Oh, that was a bit of a letdown, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> we, I might... There we go. Yay! Oh, I tried it it's against like the microphone. All... That's not a good idea. No, don't do that. Sorry, guys. It's like we're all together. <laughs> it is. <laughs> So this has now become a bit of a, a tradition, hasn't it? Yeah. That we do, um, that we do a kind of Christmas special. We get drunk. Oh no, not drunk. We get tipsy, um, and yeah. we talk about ourselves. And this year, because Liz has been Hello. helping us out, um, she's, she's here part too. Part of the family, man. 
Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an alumnus. Is that the you right are, term? Yeah, yeah, an alumna. <laughs> alumna. But you're not yet because you haven't left yet. Yeah, that, no, that's you, very true, actually. You haven't got rid of me quite. I'm graduated. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, exactly. You're still on the books, Liz. I am, sadly. <laughs> no offence, guys. <laughs> we're just glad that you haven't gone off and started your own podcast basically well you know yeah so um how's everyone doing Liz how are you doing yeah I'm all right probably had a bit too much of the uh, starter wine but you know, <laughs> Christmas party Woo-hoo. what are you doing for Christmas <laughs> um so we are bubbling with my mum and dad and my sister mm-hmm. and her husband cool in Swansea by the sea Oh, oh, that'd be lovely. lovely. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Really mm-hmm. looking forward to it. Um, we've already bubbled with my mum and dad, which is great. But my sister and her husband live in Bristol, so okay. they are in tier three lockdown mm. and um, no. cannot leave until the 23rd. So. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah. God. I hear the five days that coronavirus doesn't happen. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's gone off to spend Christmas with his family. So. Exactly. I don't know why it's a he. It feels like a he. <laughs> It's definitely, definitely a theme, 100%. yeah, causing this much chaos. <laughs> Does not give uh, two shits. Um, yeah. Well, we'll be in uh, tier three on the other side of the country. We will. Um, are you in tier three? Are you in yeah. Kent? In Kent, mm. Mm. Yeah, so in the Margate, in the Margate. So we're having Christmas together, we the Gabby and the Emmas together. Oh, yeah. but, I am um, a little bit jealous, if I'm honest. But oh, I, I wish it was close enough for you to come by and be part of our bubble. We can FaceTime you if you want. Oh, yes, should please. absolutely do that. <laughs> we can FaceTime literally everyone. Gabby doesn't yeah. know this, but we've already agreed to do a um, FaceTime viewing of Bill Murray's A Very Murray Christmas. Oh, on Christmas. really? Yeah. Oh, I do love it, though. That sounds great. It's I don't think I've ever seen films. it. Oh, Liz. It's, it's quite strange. It's very missing out. I think you need a few glasses down you to really understand it in its full glory. I do love Bill Murray though. I love Bill Murray and I just love like everything about that film. Everything. My my mum's claim to fame is that he hit on her on a plane once. Your mum is quite hot. Nice. Gabby's mum is really hot. Oh, is she really? Well, clearly, because Bill Murray hit on her, so. Well, this is off to a marvellous start, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Gabby, how are you? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah. I, yeah, well, um, one of the things that people asked us actually was about our house moves. So we may as well yeah. kind of talk about that now. Okay. Um, because we are in a kind of house buying limbo at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we, are, we thought we were going to be in our new house in Ramsgate for Christmas, but turns mm-hmm. out think almost certainly we won't have exchanged by then um, yeah which is annoying but you know whatever it is what it is um and so yeah we're that's why we're spending Christmas with with you Emma is because we were yeah. kind of planning on doing that because I was going to be living in Ramsgate but now it's yeah. not happening so we're just going to come and stay anyway yeah just come and stay anyway that'll be fine Bugger it. Bugger it. Um, but yeah, I'm good. I'm actually, um, I t- posted earlier because I had, I've started a direct debit to pay for the storage of my embryos, which is <gasps> oh, an interesting shit. God, I keep meaning to phone them. I haven't heard anything about my embryos, so I need to phone them. Well, I got the email and I kind of 
obviously I was like, oh my God. And then I forgot to respond. And then yeah. it's one of those things when you, know, when you remember you forgot to do something and you're like, oh my God, that's a really, really stupid thing to forget to do. So yeah. It's a major thing to forget to do. Can you imagine if I just forgot and then they just got rid of them? My clinic would definitely do that. Yeah. Like, oh, it's been five hours. Clearly she doesn't care. Yeah, exactly. Last year, they um, they sent me a, a letter, I think. But um, I haven't had one yet. And it was in December as well. Mm. So I'm going to have to call them. But I just know their phone line is so... It's impossible to get through to anyone ever. Mm, no fuck So... That. Yeah, I'm just gonna. How many um, are there collectively in storage currently for the both of you? I've got three. Yeah, I've got three. Three each. Oh, even Stevens. Mm -hmm. No, I don't. It might get a bit competitive. Race to the end. Embryo roulette. (laughs) Not great. (laughs) Not a great situation. Don't really want to think about it. I know. No, it's a fucker, isn't it? It's a fucker. But hey. I feel very, very, very fucking lucky to have three. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I would love to know how are you, Emma? How are you doing? Thanks. Um, I, when I went into the cupboard to get the microphone out, because I've stored it in a cupboard now, <laughs> I discovered a massive Christmas candle. What? Yeah. So now I've just lit that Christmas candle. Is it smell of anything? nutmeg orange and cinnamon nice do you know what for some reason when you said christmas candle i thought of like a because i'm i've grown up a catholic they have these giant church candles that's what i thought you meant i was like why does she have a huge church candle it's (laughs) like not dissimilar to that size it's huge to do with christmas these candles (laughs) i automatically went to advent candle yeah okay Uh, yeah no, it's just a smelly one. Sorry. Well, that's really nice, though. It is yeah. really nice. I feel, I feel really like, I feel like I discovered a Christmas present early. Oh, you definitely did. And yeah. actually, I think you two bought me the winter candle from oh, the White yeah. Company. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. I think, when was it? Like last year? It was last year, wasn't it? Yeah. And this year, I've got it out and I've really enjoyed it. So oh, much so that I bought the oil to go in, in, in my diffuser as well. Oh, I, I want a diffuser. I really want a you diffuser. You're making me want to light the candle that's on my table now. I feel like everyone I know has become obsessed with home fragrancing during lockdown. Mm. Like, well, you need I it to smell good. Hey, listen to. Here she is. Oh, She's lighting the candle. Oh, atmospheric. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Yeah. That is lovely. Okay, let's see. If I can I'm so sorry. I can. I don't know if you can hear, but there's the Bosch theme music going on. But I can definitely hear something. What is it? <laughs> it's the theme music to Bosch on Amazon Prime, which Nick is enjoying currently. Uh, Bosch is that a TV program? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, like the um, oh, you know the book series, but uh, like Hieronymus Bosch, the detective. Uh, They've yeah. done a version on Amazon Prime, uh, and the guy right. who plays Bosch is actually a very good version i think he's i think he's a good bosh i feel like i need to watch this because i i'm actually at the moment i'm enjoying big mouth on netflix oh i saw that Mm. it's so good yeah i haven't watched that it's really stupid like it's like verging on too gross for me but it's not quite too gross (laughs) do you know what i mean like you know like ren and simpy too gross can't do it yeah yeah Um, what's the one that john watches i can't remember what it's called 
but anyway like gross like bojack horseman or something bojack horseman is not gross bojack horseman is one of the most brilliant pieces of art produced mm, in the last i have years. no idea what you're talking about i've never heard oh, of it it's wonderful adult it's, cartoons the world of adult cartoons i was gonna yeah. say tell me more things about it i just the best thing about Bojack Horseman is like it's it's a kind of storyline. It's like a story about an essentially is in a universe where everybody like there are some people are animals and some people are humans. Of course, but um, but they're all people, mm-hmm. and um, they have it's it's a story about an a kind of washed up actor. I always think it's supposed to be um, Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> I don't know who like oh, okay. is, is like really rich. Was in a sitcom, starred in a sitcom in the nineties, and then. Um, is now just like some rich dude without any real purpose in life um, and his like basically existential crisis relating to that mm. but in each series there's one episode that's just like pure gorgeous art so in one of them mm. he goes on a drug trip and in another one he goes to an underwater city he's oh. like fish people too and um, and because he's underwater he's like wearing a bubble and he can't talk so the whole thing is just completely, there's no dialogue in it at all. Oh, weird. There's just one episode of each season, which is just incredible and just like really like blows your mind a bit. Wow. Well, watch it. Yeah. Are they sort of short clips or are we talking like a 30 minute job? Yeah, like 30 minutes. Oh, nice. But they're just all amazing. Like I really think it's an incredible piece of creative, I don't know, production. Expression. Yeah. I mean, I'm currently watching Gossip Girl. Which is um, also, also an incredible creativity. <laughs> Not on the yeah. same level. Liz, mate, how are you? Yeah, I'm okay. Um, at the moment, I am counting down to having my procedure. When is that? Do you Tuesday. Know? So it's currently oh, Friday Tuesday. night. Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, so it's currently Friday night. And um, I'm having it on Tuesday. <sighs> I didn't know it was so soon. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, I'm feeling pretty anxious about it, to be honest with you. Um, just because I don't I can't remember what we discussed in the kind of like mini update that we had a couple of months ago, but mm. um I think I think I said that they'd given me the two options of you can have it either under general, um, mm. and it will probably be in the new year, we don't know when, or you can have it under local, which is what I opted for. Um, so yeah, they rang me and said, look, we can book you in, um, to have it under local, um, on the 15th of, of December. So are you nervous? Yeah. Cause you think it might be a bit painful? Yeah, that's pretty much what I'm kind of concerned about, to be honest. Mm. Um, so they've sort of said, oh, it's, um, kind of like the colposcopy, which I remember being uncomfortable. It's not pleasant that. I yeah. Don't um but obviously they're going to do a bit more exploration so and I think they're also going to do like a hysteroscopy and have a good old nosy around mm. um while they're there which I think is worthwhile but while they're um, down there me as well you know oh, right. but I think I and I guess for me like I've got kind of lasting memories of being at my very very first transfer and obviously her trying to kind of get access to my cervix with no anesthetic mm-hmm. and I just remember that being horrendously uncomfortable and painful yeah. mm. so I guess I kind of have that lasting memory um which is also making me feel a little bit kind of anxious and, and kind of uncomfortable about it mm. um 
But also, when I had my colposcopy, I had my mum with me to hold my hand. And I don't get that. This time you can't. This time nobody can come in. But they did say, to be fair to them, I did sort of say, you know, I did kind of air my concerns in that regard. And they sort of said, oh, um, there is a nurse there specifically for you. Okay. To like hold your hand, support you, make sure that yeah. you're okay. And they said you can bring music in. So okay. if you want to like play something, then you can do. Um, so I think they are really conscious of the fact that yeah. I'm going to be by myself and it's going to be an uncomfortable procedure. Um, but yeah, it's happening. This is like oh, next wow. week. <laughs> Shit. And so think, what would happen yeah. after that? Okay, so basically, I need once that's done, I need to give the clinic, like the London Women's Clinic, a, a ring just to say this has happened, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they wanted one clear cycle, so they'll okay. want like one um, period. But again, when I had it done the last time, I kind of seem to remember that my period like skipped a step and took ages to kind of come, and it was mm-hmm. all just a bit up in the air. So um, I'm kind of not sticking to too much of a timeline of you know kind of firmly on that but so they want one period and then they're going to do a mock embryo transfer which is going to be um done standard and then after that then they're going to do the actual but for the actual they're going to sedate me will they do the mock transfer in the same month as the actual no so they'll okay. do the mock transfer on my next cycle and then the transfer with the sedation the cycle after. Okay. okay. So you think in Feb potentially? Yeah, ish, ish, Feb, March time, ish, oh, I think. Okay. But um, I'm kind of not really holding them mm. to any sort of specific dates, but I want to give them a bit of notice once I've had it done um, because my normal consultant... Um, had obviously had uh, family problems who so hadn't been in, like wasn't in the country. And then there okay. was talk of her being back in the country in in January. Okay. So if she's, if it kind of works out when she's available to do it, I think that would also be good. Yeah. Um. Even though I had like an appointment and I can't, again, I can't remember if I'd had this appointment when I chatted with you, Emma, but um, the clinician, I had a chat with him over the phone and he was basically saying, like it's not as if one consultant is any better at doing embryo transfers than another it's because your kind of cervix and womb area is all very um kind of movable it it sort of floats Mm. around doesn't it? it's not really fixed so Mm -hmm. he was like it's very much depends on kind of what positioning and stuff is is happening as to whether or not we're able to gain access easily or not Mm. Um, which is why they want to sedate me because they were saying if we sedate you then we can be a bit more aggressive yeah um, without like hurting you Mm. which makes a lot of sense um and obviously the last thing that they want to do is cause any like distress to the actual like womb area because obviously that'll then that could affect implantation if there's any kind of um bleeding or distress so they want to try and do it as smoothly as possible i think um, but what he was saying with the sedation is that they can actually um, almost like hold the neck of the womb in place with like a forcep oh, so God. they can get a bit of like traction to get the yeah. catheter in a bit better. Oh. So it, yeah, it all sounds very like, oh God, but I, I'm just like tired. Well, part of me wants it done now because I just mm. want to get it over and done with, hey, but part yeah. of me is like, yeah, yeah. 
this is the end. Like, this is properly, properly not yeah. going to happen again yeah. once this is done. Look, if they you say can't... this might work, it's all worth it, isn't it? Mm. it yeah, matter. I mean, you exactly. you can't do more than this. This is the most you can possibly do. No, exactly, exactly. So I think from that perspective, um, like, I'm kind of thinking... I've got a couple of months now to really kind of get myself into a place where I feel very well and healthy, both um, like physically and mentally, because obviously lockdown, lots mm. of wine, lots of chocolate. Of course. Um, and, you know, I haven't really, and especially since our sort of um, non-starter in, in August, I kind of haven't been the kindest to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I think I said to you, like, I'm starting to feel a bit more like myself now. So I'm starting to feel a bit like I want to really make sure that I am going in there knowing that I've done everything possible because Mm. I know if it doesn't work, like the first person I'm going to be blaming is myself. Of course. But at least if I can say, like, do you know what? I did everything. I was eating really well, exercising. I was looking after myself. Mm. Not that I'm going to yeah. follow any specific a fertility diet, but I'm. I just want to feel like well and healthy. Yeah, yeah. So that sounds yeah. Really cool. Which I think is good for can. for general life yeah. anyway. So yeah, like you say, I can. I'm doing everything I can, and then obviously once Christmas is out of the way, I'll just caveat that. Um, <laughs> and then you know what will be will be, and I don't know. Part, like my kind of automatic thought is when it goes wrong. Um, which I think I guess after so many kind of ups and downs and, and roadblocks is is really natural. Yeah. Um. And I know there's like the positive people out there who just you know want you to think positively, and I and I get that. But for me, it's very much about self preservation and protecting my heart. To be honest. Yeah, absolutely. And also, like I, I genuinely think that there's no there's nothing you can do now. No. Like, you know, thinking positively is going to have literally no effect mm. on whether it ha- happens or not. So, yeah, no, like, I, I mean, I'm, I'm in that, yeah, I'm in that train of thought as well. But are you in the kind of positive camp, Gabs, or are you in the negative camp or the don't really think about a camp? Um, I am in the feel how you want to feel camp because I think, I think I hate that some people feel like by feeling negative, they've, they've influenced it I think that's mm. bad but then I also understand that it is it the 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 experience is going to be how you feel so if you want to feel positive about it then it's going to make it slightly more enjoyable and if it doesn't work it's not going to feel worse you're, you're going to feel shit anyway mm. Mm. it's kind of how I look at it but then you know what like it, it's just completely whatever happens in your head at the time there's nothing you can do about it I think just mm go with it yeah yeah I think it's just be, don't beat yourself up yeah that's it isn't it don't 100%. beat yourself up for feeling negative if that's how you feel yeah yeah like I was listening to um something and they were basically saying like just feel what you need to feel at the time yeah mm. they could don't try and preempt it just mm-hmm. you know kind of embrace whatever you're feeling and each day you will feel something different but that's fine because mm. you just have to kind of get through it yeah absolutely um, I think having not gone through any kind of IVF treatment for so long, going through even just getting up to the sort of point where we had anything to transfer in August, you just totally forget yeah. how emotionally draining it all is. Mm, yeah, like, it's horrendous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know, you kind of have this really rose-tinted view, I think, of IVF, of like, yeah, it'll be fine. I've done this before. I know what I'm doing. But fuck, man, it's just, oh, God, it's horrible. It's really horrible. Yeah. 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 Oh, well fucking every single thing in my body is crossed oh thank you thank you every I twisted thing. my bowels just yeah. for you <laughs> really blocked well, it, up for weeks it's greatly appreciated <laughs> greatly appreciated um i mean like do, do you tend to find i don't know about you guys but i tend to find christmas quite a difficult time anyway even without this shit to go through i think i mean as a result of infertility not like generally well, okay. Do you know, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, and I think I personally, I seem to have evaded the the shit infertility Christmas experience. And I was thinking about why that is. And I think it's because I don't have uh, siblings or cousins of the childbearing age. Yeah. Um, with my dad's side of the family, it's a little bit like Arrested Development because he's got kids that are very young. So I, yeah. although there are children around, they're my sisters. So it doesn't trigger me in a kind of parental way yeah um and I think I think that has made Christmases not too bad although obviously um my, you know my my kind of IVF Christmas story is that you know I yeah. started my very first injections on Boxing Day uh-huh um so and it's not it's not really a bad memory obviously because it kind of it worked out so it's it's kind of a it's almost a funny memory like my first injection was halfway through Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fucking great film. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. my kind of Christmas IVF memory. That and yeah. kind of feeling like I was smuggling drugs over the, you know, because I had to take them to the airport and like had them out of the freezer bag and it was all, it was all quite exciting. Christmas is always my shitty, shitty time for this. Mm-hmm. Always. So like 2016, I just finished my last round of Clomid and I had to take a um a pregnancy test on Christmas Eve Mm. um 2017 I took my pregnancy test about a week before Christmas or something like that after my first round of IVF 2018 I was told that no it wasn't a viable pregnancy 2019 Mm. um she yeah well that was like quite a hard parenting time 2020, I'm just going to get wasted. <laughs> well, I'll be there, so so yes, you will. Yeah. Exactly. You'll, you'll both be living your best lives. Yeah. Oh, God. Liz, have you got any, what have you got Christmas IVF related? Yeah. Have you been through? So I went through a round at Christmas um, a couple of years ago, and that was shit because, like, my family is a very boozy family. Mm, like same. Christmas is a super boozy time for us yeah. and it just felt so left out because <laughs> oh, I was just like oh shit I'm going through it and it, you know across like New Year's Eve and everything and then obviously it didn't work out and and that was just crap but I don't know like I was chatting to some friends about this because they were very much of the same kind of you know Christmases like I don't we, we don't celebrate like we don't kind of put decorations up and it's very much for like children and etc cetera, etc cetera. and I was just like Guys, you've got to find the joy. Like, I absolutely yeah. love Christmas as a time of year. Yeah. Like, as much as we didn't, we went through a bit of a shit show a couple of years ago when we were, you know, kind of having treatment. Um, And I'm really pleased, actually, that we're not having treatment this year because 
like Christmas is genuinely one of like one of my favorite times of year like it's such a part of like we always come together as a family like I'm similar to you Gabs in that there's only the six of us and like so we've never really had like children involved mm-hmm. apart from like my cousin's kids and that was well before I was even thinking about having a family of my own mm-hmm. so it's never really been a problem for me um but yeah and like it's my my little sister is a Christmas day baby so oh, it's very much like about really? her birthday as well in the morning and then we have Christmas and so it's just like it's always been a really kind of family time you know, mm. for us. And, and I know that'll change kind of going forward. Um, but I just, but for me, it's not going to be in a negative way because it'll just be an expansion of like the family that we've already got, because, you know, obviously like we're hoping to expand our family and, you know, my sister is, is the same. So I just like, cause I've got godsons, um, who are like, you know, kind of coming up to two. So my, my youngest godson is, is two on boxing day and, um, his brother is just turned five, weirdly, uh, like the day before Nick's birthday. So we have like a really kind of close affiliation with them. And I've done Christmas Eve boxes for them. And mm. like, I just love spending time with them because they're such a tonic. So yeah. I just can't find the negativity in Christmas because for me, it's just such a such a great fun time to see them all just be with my family, but also see all of them just really love it and hope that one day I'll get to have family and see all the Christmas joy like through their eyes as well and just really embrace mm-hmm. all those traditions so mm. do you ever get that that oh fuck another year thing oh god yeah definitely definitely mm. and and but I think for me it's more so on my birthday that's when really? I get yeah yeah, yeah another year older oh, fuck, yeah it's another year I am um, I like I think the amount of decorations in our house reflects how I'm feeling about my uterus. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Like I remember the year that we that we did that um, we had the lost embryo. Um, I I remember before the pregnancy test being like, right, we're going to go out and we're going to go and buy a tree because if this goes wrong, I am not going to want to buy a tree, and I want right. to feel festive. Mm-hmm. And like, and then the next year we didn't have a tree at all, and I think the year before. The year before as well, we didn't have a tree. So 2016, 2018, treeless years. Mm. Um, oh, see, I just can't not have a tree. Mm, we don't actually have one no. yet, but that's because we're not in Margate yet. So. Oh, okay, well, that's fine. That's yeah. loud. Yeah, I was going to say, <clears throat> um, might change my plans. If there'll, be a tree. there'll be a tree. <laughs> well, I hope there are trees left by the time we get down there. Oh, my God, what if there's no trees? No. <laughs> we'll go and chop one down the, down yeah. the road somewhere. Yeah, like every year with my family, obviously this year is the exception to the rule, but every year. So in my mum and dad's house, they've got like, um, like the hall is like double height. Um, so every year we do like a Christmas tree raising because they buy a tree that's about like 17 feet tall. Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it goes in the hallway and like, you know, we have all of our friends and family and we come and like mum makes a massive like Sunday dinner and we all just decorate the tree and get really drunk and it's just oh my God, cool this sounds amazing it's lush it's just the best thing i think i've commented on your giant tree before actually quite possibly yeah quite possibly <laughs> it's it was it's what starts christmas off for me um so yeah and this year it's happening on sunday but it's just like literally me nick and my mom and dad oh that'll be so nice <laughs> yeah i mean Liz, do you i mean you you said that you kind of managed to find the joy in it how do you do that 
Um, I don't know, to be honest. I think I just kind of focus on the things that I do have. Like, you know, as I said, I, I spend a lot of time with my family and, and that mm-hmm. always brings me joy anyway. So it's almost like a natural progression from that. But, you know, not to say that I haven't had times where I thought, this is shit, I really, really hate this. Mm. Um, and when I have those moments where I just think, I feel really overwhelmed by the sadness of what I don't have right now. Um, I just remove myself. Mm-hmm. And I'm fortunate in that because my family obviously all know what we're going through and there is only the six of us. So we're, we're quite a small bunch, really. Mm-hmm. I never get questioned on that. If I have to yeah. kind of step away, um, you know, Nick will come and, and make sure that I'm okay. And I'll just have a couple of moments to myself to sort of regroup, but allow myself to be sad because yeah. it is shit. Like it, you can't get away from that. Um, but it's not your whole life. It's not your whole Christmas. And, yeah. you know, you kind of being able to, I think, recognize the positives when you're in the right headspace really yeah. does help. But when you're not in that right headspace, being able to remove yourself without guilt. Yeah. That's also, I think, really beneficial. Do you know what I used to occasionally do was I would go to a Christmas party where there would be fucking loads of kids. And then we'd come back, come home and it would be all quiet and nice. And I'd be like maybe this isn't so bad for like 30 seconds and then I feel sad again but like yeah. when everybody is having to chase after their kid and you're just standing there like smug being an adult that was quite mm-hmm. occasionally not so bad I, I think, think that's it, yeah. I think it it ties into the whole kind of appreciating what you do have not what you mm. don't have mm. um, and it is you yeah. know that, that's that was going to be my tip as well because I think it's and it's such it, maybe it's such an obvious one but I think sometimes when you get kind of lost in your own head of kind of kind of swirling around and just really kind of thinking about oh I you know I want I don't have this I don't have this I don't have this and I think just stepping aside and thinking actually what in this moment things I do have bring me happiness so yeah. kind of focusing yeah. on those I guess that and booze obviously but I think yeah. booze sometimes I mean booze is always my answer but that can yeah. end up badly. Mm. Yeah. Just no gin. Done bad things to me before. Um, yeah. During Christmas, especially during Christmas. Yeah. It can just end up more tears. <laughs> Nick's just come up with the bottle of wine, like giving just me like, the do it your fucking self look. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, can you pour me one as well? I'm empty yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, I'm heading that way. But I do have the bottle of wine on my table. Um, yeah. Liz, if you could spend Christmas anywhere in the world, where would it be? Oh, now then. Now, mm-hmm. I've spent Christmas in the sunshine and I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't love that. Yeah, so we went to Australia for Christmas one year. Mm. Um, and it, no. again, because it's my sister's birthday, so she was travelling and then I flew out to be with her on her birthday. Oh, that's so nice. Um, in Sydney. And it was amazing. Like, don't get me wrong. It was like, yeah. you know, we were in Sydney Harbour and it was just amazing. And we went to... Um, like Sydney Harbour for the fireworks on New Year's Eve, and that was just absolutely awesome. But seeing tinsel in the sunshine, just Doesn't absolutely know. not. No. Absolutely not. No. And to be completely predictable, I just want I just want to be in my mum and dad's house Aww. with them. Because like genuinely my mum makes the best and like Christmas dinner in the universe. Like she's such an amazing cook. And just the six of us together is just absolutely my favourite place to be. I just Aww, love them. I just love it. 
That is delightful. That and is but nice. also, I would like to apologise to our Australian <laughs> listeners. Your Christmas is valid too. Yes, absolutely. Apologise. Yeah. It's just our experience. Just because it's not to Liz's taste. No, not enough snow for me. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Where would you be, Gabs? Um, other than my house, obviously. House, obviously. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think I'd be in an alpine ski lodge. Yeah, I'd be there too. Um, I'd be right next to you. Dusting off my snowboard, yeah. pouring myself a uh, some sort of hot, boozy drink. Yeah, I, I would be in the exact same place. I just want a white Christmas, for fuck's sake. Yeah. For nice about one. 10 minutes the other day, the BBC weather app said it was going to snow in Margate on the 23rd. Yeah, and you screenshotted it and sent it to me within yeah. that 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> now it's changed to rain. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. Never um, mind. Um, uh, Emma, yes. what do you really want for Christmas? Apart from, I have to say this bit, apart from a baby for Liz, which we both want more than anything, and Liz, I'm sure you want that too, Thank and you, an end to the pandemic. That's the, the caveats. I want a new fucking house and a pony, obviously. Oh, are you getting a new house? In, Am I getting a new house, house, Gabriella? I don't know. I don't know. We're, we're in house limbo too. Well, we can talk about that in a minute, but I don't have a new house yet and I'd like one, please, for Christmas, please. Okay. Yeah. And a pony. Okay. But not There's... at the house because the garden isn't big enough and that'd be cruel. <laughs> your, your, new, your new garden's quite sizable, isn't it? A, a pony needs at least an acre. Oh, sorry. Sorry, sorry but it does. Yeah. It does. Jeez. It's just basic us, horse us welfare. Horse types aren't aware. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that my family had a horse in like a tiny courtyard garden in the middle of a city somewhere along the back along somewhere. When? I, I think like in the 80s in Liverpool. I swear to God. I think there's photographs. I So there, I used to live in Hackney and I basically there was somebody keeping a horse just around the corner from where I lived in like a little courtyard what? And I rang the RSPCA because a horse needs at least an acre. And they told me... Did you, that you, did you tell the RSPCA? Yes. Because, look, I used to... I grew up reading your pony magazine. That's what it always said. Horse needs at least an acre. So I rang the RSPCA and they said that um, the person that I was ringing about actually took really good care of his horse and I, I should fuck off. Oh, wow. Right. Wow. Fine, I'll keep a horse in my courtyard garden. Then that's fine. Oh, wow. I can't yeah. defend our our family for what the I that you quoted Pony Magazine. <laughs> your Pony you Magazine. <laughs> your Pony Magazine is sorry, sorry. It's not just any magazine. <laughs> okay, God. I love that story. <clears throat> Liz, what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> what do I want for Christmas? Do you know what I want for Christmas? I want a camper van. That's oh, wow. Christmas. That's nice. I wasn't nice. expecting that. Yeah, I mean, obviously, baby, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. World peace, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah etc. Yeah. I really want a camper van because, so we paid off our car this year. Uh-huh. And um, the intention was to get a camper van. We were going to do, like, we were going to, you know, we got everything sorted. We were getting the finance and everything sorted out. We were good to go. And then we decided to be grown-ups. And having been to our little um, adoption open day, you know, we were kind of conscious that they would be, you know, um, looking through our finances. Mm -hmm. So we decided to kind of 
park the camper van idea, no pun intended. <laughs> Lol. And um, kind of focus on paying some stuff off and making sure that we had some savings and all that sort of stuff. No, you're so um, I know it's absolutely sucks. Obviously, with with the hope that it will assist with our adoption um, next mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. Um, if that's the route that we um, kind of go down. And um, yeah, so we put the camp van on hold, which I'm absolutely gutted about because I was so Aww. excited about it. Oh, so that is what I would like for Christmas. Okay, camper van, please. Is there any chance you might get the camper van? I don't know. I mean, I kind of have tried to strike a bit of a bargain with Nick as if our IVF doesn't work that we commit to the camper van, but he's having none, he's having none of it. Like, no, Liz, we have to pay stuff off. I'm like, oh. I'll tell you what I also want is a Fiat 500. Oh, nice. Oh. I'm hoping to purchase one when I move house. Ooh. But I don't know how the finances, I'm, I might end up with like, like 1996 Reg Renault Clio, like my old car. Not wrong with that, mate. No, hey. no, not wrong with that. Um, Gets you for me to be. What about you, Gabriella? What can I get you? Um, I would like some Botox and, oh, um, hello. and some CBD gummies. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Sure. Hey. I was thinking about this earlier. I've been banging on about um, Botox for a while now. Um, mm-hmm. I, I don't want Mr. Gabby to buy me Botox because I think the... Um, that doesn't look great for him. Um, no, not good optics on that one. But um, so yeah, I want I want Botox and I want I, I don't know why, but out of nowhere, I'm kind of really into the idea of CBD gummies. Um, should we move on to some listeners' questions? Let's go okay. for it. So we just to give you a bit of background, we did um, we asked people on Instagram and in our email, the waiting room, go to our website to subscribe to um, ask us some questions and we've got we've got quite a few questions that we'll answer some now and then Gabby and I will answer some separately right mm-hmm. is that our plan yes mm-hmm. because um a lot of them were kind of baby related so we thought we'd leave those until the end of the show so that if you don't want to listen to us twatting on you can just turn it off I mean, just to, you know, for complete transparency, I will be listening to the twatting okay. along at the end yeah. when I do listen back to this. Because <laughs> okay. I am yeah. also interested, so. Yeah, well, you know, you can join us for this conversation. But, um, yeah, like, I know we're very conscious that a lot of the listeners don't want to listen to that. Absolutely fair. Absolutely. So just, like, turn off. When we say turn off, just turn off. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Um, okay, so, so. First, first question, what's going on with the house moves? We know what's going on with your house move. Shall I say what's going on with my house move? What's going on with your house move, Emma? Um, we're hoping to complete in the new year. Hang on, is this the same house? Yeah. Shut up, what happened? What, so what happened was... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Emma, I really want to listen to this story, but I do know it. I'm going to get some more wine while you... Okay, you, you can get some more wine. Gabby <laughs> <laughs> knows the story so well because I text her every day about it. Fuck's sake. Um... We were going to sell it. We tried to sell our house. We did sell our house. Oh, we got some buyers. They um, then pulled out for reasons that weren't their fault, but it was annoying after like six weeks. Um, so then our the person that we're buying the house off gave us one week to find a new buyer. We did it in four days. People. We did it in four days. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. So then um, they were like... Yes, we want to do this really quickly, but we do want a survey, which is absolutely fair. It's a really old house. Um, but the surveyor can't come until December the 17th. 
Right. So um, at the moment, it's December the 11th. This was decided on December. I don't even know if it was December. It was weeks and weeks ago. So basically, we're hoping that they do the survey and then we immediately exchange before Christmas and then we complete straight after Christmas. But like, no doubt there will be something wrong with the house in the survey because that's how my life goes. So this surveyor, now, sorry, this is mm-hmm. me with my professional hat oh, on. Yes, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, Shit off, why haven't we put this past you before? <laughs> why, Liz, why aren't you doing the survey? Also, can I just say, our new buyers, I've been emailing and they are brilliant and I love them. So even if they have to oh, pull good. out, I'll like, I'll still love them. Yes, oh, that, that's good to know. Okay, next question. Ooh, mm. it's a couple of difficult ones. Um mm-hmm. Did you ever make a decision about your end point of fertility and what informed it? Can I start? Yeah. Yeah. We did and we ha- and have actually, which is, and I, before I got, I obviously had a baby, um, it might've been different, but now we have definitely made an end point, which is that we've got three embryos in the freezer and that's it. We're not doing any more. We're right. absolutely not doing any more. I think we probably would have done another full round I don't think we'd have done much more than that. And the thing was, we were lucky because we, we, I think we got 14 eggs, 11 embryos, six lasted till day five, five were good after PGD. So we had quite a lot of options. Um, But I think we would have done one more full round had we not ever got pregnant. And that would have been it. I think... Mm. And now we've decided so, we're, not, we're not doing another. It's kind round. of impossible to say, though, isn't it? Because I feel like sitting here, I I might say, oh, you know, I think we would have just stopped after that. But then, would we? Like, yeah, I mean, I of course, know. it's so hypothetical. And Liz, you've lived this. Mm. Yeah, and I was going to just going to play devil devil's advocate, really, and say mm-hmm. like, if you, because obviously you've both now got three in the freezer, your neck yeah. and neck. Um, because it is a competition (laughs) yeah comparison and all that um you know you've both got one living baby Mm -hmm. excellent what happens you know if you both get successful on your next go like and you've got two more in the freezer had you ever considered a that you would be fortunate enough to be in that position or b that you would actually have a family of more than two children like would you keep going, do you think? Or have you kind of thought, well, as much as I've got all these embryos, I've also got a kind of consideration around an end point of how many physical children that I can cope with. Yeah. And it's really kind of like, yeah. you know, not elitist, but it's a, it's, a, it's a kind of best case scenario. So I'm not kind of... Yeah, um, but we could just keep popping them out, that, maybe. Well, exactly, yeah. Yeah, no. Um, I'm from a family of three and three is too many. <laughs> two is fine it's, it's it's interesting though isn't it because i think unlike um regular people who just have sex and get pregnant mm-hmm. um we've got these kind of specters of of future children that are in you know they yeah. exist so you've yeah. got these like three potential children in the freezer mm-hmm. like it's it's a very it's a much more difficult decision that has to be made because you know yeah you know you might normally just have two and be like oh well, we're done but yeah. we've got to then make a decision about what happens to those yeah which is interesting I I think I think at the moment I'm quite comfortable with the idea of donating them to science mm-hmm. um I think 
because I would like to further the cause of, of what we've been through. Um, and I do think that if we did have another, I think we would stop at two for sure, I think. Okay. Um, I like the idea of compassionate transfer, which is where you transfer your embryo, but at a time that you you wouldn't get pregnant. So, I don't know, during your period or whatever. Mm. So it, it ends its life there. I think probably that would be quite expensive. So I'm not going to do it. But it's I like hard. the idea of it. Because mm. I do think of them as, I don't think of them as my babies. I don't think of them. I think of Noah as my baby. I think of them as embryos. But I think of them as potential well, They're potentials, babies. aren't they? Yeah. And I just, I, I think when the time comes, or when, I love talking like this, like I'm completely confident that it's going to work again. If the time comes, I have to make a decision. Um, it'll be hard. Mm. It it'll is definitely be hard. But uh, right now I'm just going to keep paying. Hmm. Do you think that either, I know you said Gabby about, um, sorry, I feel like I'm interviewing the pair of you. But do no, you that's great. That? I love it. Yeah, we never get interviewed. <laughs> you, you said about um, the fact that you would donate them to science. Did I, had either of you ever, con- or would either of you ever consider the prospect of embryo donation? Or do you think that you would find that concept of, parts of you and your partners being potentially with another family to kind of obscure I I do you know what it's funny because I haven't really given this enough thought to be fair and I think actually it does take a lot of you know you do need to sit and think about this for a long time but actually Mm. perhaps perhaps the idea of giving someone that opportunity is 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 obviously better than than donation. I, I, do you know what? I haven't. I mean, it is a lot to think about, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It is a yeah. lot to think about. Yeah. I think you have to be a very altruistic person to be able to mm. do that. I think. I'd, I I mm, I don't think I could. And then it's that's funny like, though because I don't selfish thing to say. I'd probably donate my not eggs, no problem. So why not the next step? You yeah. know what I mean. It's like, yeah. it's like when I'm, before I before I got pregnant, I always thought if I can get pregnant, I will be a surrogate. Like I just do that. But now that I have been pregnant and I know how badly my body deals with it, I couldn't be a surrogate, even though mm. I, you know, I just I, I'm not that person. And I hugely admire people who can. Mm. But I think you like you know you're saying it's selfish. I don't think it is selfish. I actually think it's selfless to say do you know what? I just don't think I could do it because you're very much like aware of your own kind of limitations, mm. you know, cause I think a lot of what we were kind of learning with the, with the adoption stuff was it's very much not about you. Yeah. And like Nick and I had spoken about the fact that, um, you know, you've kind of got this, I guess for want of a better term, like a checklist of, yeah, like you know what you can and can't accept or cope with I guess is the better term in terms of like disabilities and mental illness and pat history and all that sort of stuff and ages and, and things yeah and and to be selfish and actually to say do you know what I couldn't cope with that is actually being like a better person to that child because yeah. you're not putting them in a place where they can't flourish yeah mm. So I actually think that, you know, to look at it, to say that it's selfish, I'm not sure that I entirely uh, kind of agree with that point because, you know, it's a very personal thing to to put your own DNA out there and, 
you know, to, to, to then have to cope with that for years to come is, is a big deal. So, you know, I think you kind of have to be quite um, aware of your own limitations in, in mm. that regard. Mm. I also think, you know, if you've been through infertility, you know how hard it is to come by a baby. So the babies that you yeah. have, embryos and and pregnancies that you've, you have actually achieved. They're precious. Are so yeah, much precious. so precious. So maybe somebody yeah. who hasn't, you know, hasn't really had that kind of problem might, I mean, obviously I'm speculating wildly here, but might not have the same thoughts about it. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Yeah, maybe um yeah god it's a big one isn't it it's a massive it's a massive thing yeah it's a massive thing yeah um I think for us like we've spoken about it quite a lot in that we were always I mean I'm I'm a stickler for a guidance I love a guidance (laughs) um and you know the fact that the sort of HFEA was like you know like a, a normal couple with you know should should you know be able to conceive generally within about three cycles that's a kind of recommended yeah um situation was was kind of always my benchmark yeah um and I guess for us it was you know and I I think I've said this before but we I never felt like we had a really fair crack at the whip no um to kind of have those three full rounds yeah um but I certainly felt when we were kind of going through some you know the step the stuff in August that I I had that kind of moment I was speaking to Nick and I was just like do you know I don't think I can take this emotionally again Mm, like mm -hmm. I just can't I just don't think I can do it um and I think it sounds really I guess clinical and quite logical but um and and sort of really removing the emotion from it but I was like we've spent so much money now Mm um unfortunately you know we've had some some support from from family in that regard but we I just cannot in all good conscience keep chucking good money after something that is so unpredictable Mm. like I just can't do it anymore I, I, I just yeah so for me as much as it's like quite a I guess a cold reason um and it you know it is an emotional reason as well but from from a financial perspective I'm just like this is it now for us I just can't I couldn't walk away from this feeling good about doing anything any any more of IVF. I think. Well, if you look at it the other way around, you can now walk away with this knowing that you've done everything you can and you've given uh, it your all. Absolutely, absolutely. I think that I think that's a really fair assessment. Yeah. Um, And I'm just really ready for, you know, I say to Nick, and he jokes, and he's like, "Well, you bloody got that with me." But I'm really ready for like just muddy boots and chaos and little feet running around in, in our house you know mm-hmm. yeah. like we're almost done with our extension which is great mm-hmm. but I'm ready to fill our house now I'm ready to kind of have that joy and I feel like even though adoption is not a guarantee and I'm not kind of suggesting that it even would be for us mm-hmm. but it's a far more likely prospect than yeah more IVF like we could be here for years I feel like you- I can't do it to introduce a very 90s concept need closure I do need closure mm-hmm. I do I absolutely closure. I think you're right there yeah total total closure, closure um, and, and I yeah and I and I hope that this um you know final embryo this donated embryo will yeah will give us that and 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 as you know as you say girls quite rightly like we really have given it 110 percent mm. 
Um, yeah. Like <laughs> completely off tangent, but um, in my normal everyday job, um, I like mentor graduates for um, like quite a big exam that they kind of come to uh, right at the end of their training um, to become chartered members. And I always say to them, like, if you walk into that room and know that you've done absolutely every single thing that you can do, I can't ask any more of you. And I feel like I need to kind of apply that logic to myself. Mm, nice. So, yeah. And I think I'm I'm ready. To, I'm ready to do that. And I will be sad when it happens, but I can't live my life this way. I really can't. Well, I, you know, you speak to people who, who have been through adoption or, you know, and once you've got a family, once you've got the child, however you got there, it just, it you don't question it anymore. Mm. That's what, that's the right thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I've, I'm a bit too pissed to talk about these. Kind of no, things. no, but I, I completely, I completely agree with you. I think actually like, you know, Nick always kind of says to me, like, we'll look back on this. Like once we've got our family, everything around it will, and how they arrived will make absolutely zero difference. And it'll feel like that's what was meant all mm-hmm. along. Exactly. Yeah. And like sometimes I think like, because we've had so many roadblocks and because we've had like so like literally we've been like the worst case scenario in like so many situations that we've been in sometimes I do think like is this the universe just saying to me this isn't your path like this like this like an IVF just isn't your path we're trying to like push you towards adoption and you just keep pushing back and picking donors and you know really it's just you know, it's it's what you're not. It's not what you're destined for. Um, but I do believe that I'm destined for a family. I just maybe yeah. yeah it's just how not, you get not in the more traditional way. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, I'm I'm fortunate. I think that um, that adoption is an option for us because you know, for for you know, a couple of people that I'm I'm friends with, it's not an option for them. And I guess that I was quite naive in the respect that I just automatically assume that adoption was an option for everybody um Mm. and it's not and and you know that's kind of really opened my eyes I think to the fact that really IVF for a lot of people is the end point and you know that's it's massive so Mm -hmm. I've gone round the houses answering that question which I haven't really answered I like it I like it there you have yeah Um, it's just yeah Okay, I'm going to change the subject now. Final question. What was the worst bit about 2020? Not getting my camper van. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) My banana bread. (laughs) Definitely my banana bread. Again and again and again and again. Always shit. (laughs) My best bit, interestingly, I think, was... um, proving to myself that uh or not to myself to each other that me and my husband don't hate each other we can get by <laughs> just on each other's company and be nice. perfectly happy for quite a long time nice <laughs> you made the right choice yeah <laughs> i don't know what um, the worst it was i just miss my friends now oh man yeah i mean yeah yeah i've missed my family loads yeah i've missed my little sister loads Actually, 
I guess like in a really sad roundabout way, I've realized that my sister, my little sister is my best friend. Oh, I love um, that. That's so sweet. And I've missed her loads, mm. loads and loads. That's been a real shitter. I mean, mm. I, it goes without saying like a whole donated embryo yeah. egg situation was an absolute shitter. But uh, to be, yeah, that wasn't the worst pit for me. Mm. It's, well, it's, so that's, you know, that's not over. It, it's not over. It's not over. Um, but yeah, being without being without friends and family, mm. I've realised I'm quite a sociable creature. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've missed my work colleagues as well. Like, are you guys? Because you guys are working from. Oh, I guess Gabs is still on mat leave, but and you're um, like self-employed anyway, aren't you? But um, yeah. no, I'm not on mat leave anymore. Sadly, are you not on mat leave anymore? Oh man, guys. <laughs> Uh, I've been working for a while um but yeah I yeah I do I miss colleagues I miss um I suppose me and my me and Mr Gabby are now colleagues if you know what I mean I feel like we talk to each other about work situations we make each other tea you know we are the water cooler chat now which is oh you guys bless you <laughs> I, I've, actually the worst thing about 2020 for me I, I actually really like working from home but my fucking back I'm sitting at a dining room table I need an ergonomic chair oh, I actually googled um, chic ergonomic chairs <laughs> <laughs> Herman Miller is what you're looking for Herman Miller Oh really? Oh, yeah. Let me write that down. <laughs> See our our organisation. I say our organisation because Nick and I work for the same place, mm. and uh, that we were given an allowance oh. to purchase office furniture. So we are now working from home, and uh, while on while on lockdown, Nick, because so he's like a graduate, um, kind of training to be a chart surveyor like me, and uh, he rotated into my team. So we now, we now often sit and have chats about oh, um, land values. We have meetings. <laughs> I love this. Which is just awful. Just but it's just, together. it's nice to have someone to bounce ideas off who knows yeah. like what you're talking about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did some work for Mr. Gabby's agency this year and it's the same. It's like, we're actually just sitting and I do, yeah, it's my colleague. It's weird. Yeah. It's if really John and bizarre. I worked together, we would get divorced. I Do you think so? Much. Yes, because he thinks completely differently to me. And, <laughs> like, he's not, not always a very nice person when it comes to that kind of thing. Have you met Mr. Gabby? He's fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> and I like the guy. <laughs> I mean, he was really nice when I met him. So. <laughs> but then I'm going to work with him, so... <laughs> well, no. I mean, as previously stated, I've, I've realised that actually, yeah, I've made the right choice. We are well suited, but yeah, it can be very annoying. <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Right. Um, this next section of the podcast is going to talk about babies um, because like a lot, a lot of our listeners asked us about babies and the, the babies we have, the babies we don't have. Mm. We didn't want uh, to, there's no point talking about it during the main section of the podcast. So if, you, if that's the kind of thing that's going to upset you right now, just turn off. It's not going to be that interesting, frankly. Um, it's the worst bit of the podcast, let's be honest. But, you know, people do seem curious. So we will answer those questions. Because um, they want to know, because they're invested in you, the pair of you. Liz, do you want to listen to this? I will listen to it. I genuinely will, because I have said I've met both um, Otis and um, Noah, and they are great. They, they I are. mean, they weren't very old at the time, but no, they weren't. They're a bit. I enjoyed them now. immensely. Okay. Um, question one: How did you feel the IVF community responded to us being pregnant? You being pregnant. I think it was mixed. I think, understandably, there were a lot of listeners who who found it difficult. Um, yeah, and there were a lot that were, you know, really, really happy for us. And I think, I think that's kind of, I think it's understandable that there's, yeah. there's both. I think for the large part, it was generous, yeah. more generous than I would have been, frankly, <laughs> if I'd have, yeah, um, if I'd have listened to our podcast, I'd have stopped listening. But um, yeah, I think generally it was kind and generous and I think it's a really hard thing of this community that like kind of supports itself but then obviously you've got this weird thing where half of them well not half but however many people go on to be successful and then all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you've got this weird it's very it's a very strange situation I think and it's unique to this community yeah Um, but I think you know I only felt I only felt love from everyone so yeah and I guess like a lot of people who have you know maybe not in a good place like wouldn't necessarily voice their opinions no so because they know like they're very mindful of how like that would come across to you so like I make great use of the mute button yeah and I I'm a huge advocate of that I, I some people did respond less than generously um and that made me feel a bit funny I think it's because there was there was a little thing growing inside me and I I kind of it was weird that some people felt animosity towards that little thing. Yeah. That was weird. There were but... a few comments that we we stumbled across on Reddit. Yeah. It wasn't a good moment for either. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a great moment. Um But don't read the bottom of the internet, Emma. That's your advice. Yeah, it is my advice that I really don't take very often. 
But um, yeah, but it's I, always about them, and it's never about you. So yeah. I can't remember who I spoke to recently who had the same thing. Somebody who's they must be reasonably well known, and they read some. There was some mean stuff written about them. But anyway, yeah, it's just it's weird when you have like a little thing in your tummy and and somebody's like channeling hate towards that, even mm. though that, like that thing doesn't it really exist yet and. And you feel so protective towards it. Well, it took you so long to get there, didn't it? Like, yeah. regardless of the length of your journey. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, it didn't happen for you naturally or in five seconds. So, yeah, you know, I think it's really difficult when people try and quantify. Like, yeah. you, you, can, you can be in the community because you've had X mm. and mm-hmm. you can't. Do you know what I mean? It's... Yeah. it's I think people get very protective, don't they, of themselves mm-hmm. because they're going through a really difficult time. But equally, you always have to be kind and people who aren't being kind are just dicks. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are. <laughs> all be You're kind to each other. Thanks. Yeah. Um, okay, next question. In what ways has infertility influenced motherhood? Um, in, infertility has influenced motherhood. For me, I would say a lot and a lot. Um, I think I'm more patient with her. I think I'm kinder to her. I think I'm more empathetic to her because I realise how lucky I am to have her. Mm. Like just every day, like especially now she's reached toddler status and started throwing tantrums. I just, I, I can't get angry with her. I try. I can't. I just can't because I, I just feel so lucky. She's a sport brat, frankly. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I, d- I don't know if it has because mm. I don't know what other people are like and I don't know how they feel about their babies. Like, obviously, True. I, you know, I sniff his head every day and, and feel grateful for it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe every mother does that. So I can't really, I feel like I don't really know. But I just, I just feel, find- I, do, I know that I feel grateful every day that maybe maybe other parents don't have that. I find it impossible to take her for granted. Mm. that's it like that yeah. that's it um I just I can't take her for granted she's I'm, I just feel so bloody lucky all the time mm. um did you both feel like a, sorry I'm butting no, no, in no. with my own questions no, please do um did you both kind of feel a bit like you couldn't fully experience things like pregnancy in the way that like a you know in in inverted commas normal person would because of that kind of obligatory gratitude and I, I don't mean to say that in a, yeah. in a kind of derogatory way but do you know what I mean like did you kind of feel like oh, I mustn't complain about this because yeah. or did you feel like you had that safe space to sort of go do you know what I'm feeling really ick today no I didn't feel like that I felt like um whenever somebody was like so how's being pregnant I'd be like it's amazing I love it even though I had mm. really, really really bad reflux like to the point where I couldn't sleep a lot but I just, mm. I was just like, I love it. It's incredible. All the yeah. time. Like, I didn't feel like I could moan, except at Gabby quite a lot. About <laughs> <laughs> your ankles mainly. About my ankles. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have any ankles for like <laughs> seven months. Yeah. No, they were lovely, Emma. They were lovely ankles. They're lovely. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I felt like I kind of got away with it. I had quite an easy pregnancy apart from the the kind of bit at the beginning that was a bit dicey um and then I think there, there's a bit you know I, I 
I've been quite open about I, I, I don't think I had postnatal depression but I think I had quite bad postnatal anxiety mm, yeah. I, I don't really mind talking about that I don't feel like I can't talk about those difficulties mm. because of the struggle um which and I think it's important because yeah obviously you are grateful every day but there are also there are difficult times and I think you know you've got to be able to talk about those as well yeah because yeah, I guess a lot of people just focus on like getting pregnant mm. but actually there's a whole host of like concerns and situations kind of beyond that and you don't want to feel isolated when you're going through those things because you want to be able to kind of continue to have that support which yeah. you know maybe is difficult from the kind of from the infertility community for me I have felt um, it's... go on go I was going to say, I felt a bit strange about my, obviously this is very granular, but we, you know, social media, I've got a, a um, infertility Instagram and I, I, for a long time, I just haven't really known what to do with it because I don't want to post things that are going to upset people. Mm. But then equally, because my life has literally just been about this, this baby, I don't have anything else to say at the moment. So that's, mm-hmm. that's kind of a weird thing that I kind of battle with. I just kind of wanted to finish off from me and this isn't for every case at all because some people have such like way more difficult times but Noah you know early on was quite ill and um and went to hospital and I was having to look after her in hospital and you know we we were on a three hourly tube feeding schedule which meant that we really couldn't leave the house but that still for me wasn't as hard as infertility Really, and I, I think that's that's my kind of truth. I guess is that that for me, parenting is difficult. It's not easy. All the people who complain about it are right to complain about it. It's not easy, but it's not as hard as infertility. Um, mm. And I don't know if that's the same for every. You know, I'm sure that there's some people who have crippling postnatal depression, anxiety issues that maybe you know it is harder for them. But for me infertility was the hardest time of my life and because I was going to say like you know you're mentioning your um kind of Instagram and stuff Gabby like have you I mean obviously you've both been very conscious about not kind of posting anything and then obviously creating this kind of separate channel to be able to kind of discuss parenting and all that sort of stuff Mm. like do you kind of both be like (laughs) well no but do you both feel like you've still got a place like in the infertility community like how do you like how what are your feelings on the whole thing I think once you've been through it you're there that's it you're stuck we're stuck it changes you as a person Mm. and I I, you know it'll change you Les like it's changed Gabby it's it's, it strips things away from you but it adds things to you as well like it strips away so you've like whole experiences Christmas is different because of it but it adds empathy and kindness and strength that you didn't have before. And I think I think that's a common experience among anyone who's been through it. Mm. I, I think it is, it, like, it, yeah, it is a difficult question. It's like, should we still be doing this? But I think, um, I think because because we are doing this and because we've we found we found something that we feel is important and should be we you know we we think these stories should be told we think they should be talked about and um we want to keep doing it I think regardless of our own personal situation Mm. I think it's now a kind of 
I'm going to say passion because it sounds really fucking cheesy, but I think I now have a drive to keep creating this kind of content that might help people because I know what it's like. And it helps that we just get emails and messages all the time about it. Mm. Like, and they're always really, really nice. So I think that that really like um, spurs us on, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, should we go back to the questions? Yes, do. <laughs> uh, there's like four questions all asking about the same thing. <laughs> Baby number two. Baby number two. I mean, yeah. Before you answer that question, how do you feel about the question asking about baby number two, given what <gasps> did, you've been through? We did through? have a giggle about this. We did. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> because there is a whole thing about like, don't don't ask people when they're going to have a baby. Um, but, you know, everybody knows our story. Everyone knows that we've got embryos. So um, I think, yeah, I mean, we've kind of answered it already. Yes, obviously, we're we're both thinking about it. Um, I Will we document it? That was one of the will questions. Will we document it? Yes, of course we will. Yeah. Um, if people want us to. If people want us to, yeah. If they're bored I think it would be very strange well. going through IVF now and not yeah, I know. filling my guts about it. <laughs> Who will I complain to? Um <laughs> I yeah of course we will and it's gonna you know I'm sure we'll both get on it like at some point but get on it yeah get on it get on on the meds um at some point but I you know I don't know when that will be we've John and I've discussed it a few times we've had a very bad year financially um which doesn't help the situation oh I'm gonna pull one too now so I, I think the answer is, you know, obviously it's going to happen. You'll all hear about it. It's just, we've just got to, <laughs> we've just got to, I need the money firstly. Mm. Um, and secondly, you know, we've just got to be in that position, I guess. Yeah. Emotionally, physically and financially, which most people don't need to be in. Indeed. Yeah. Um, next question. How are your kids? How's Otis? Um, well, um, he's, he's, he is great. He is a character. I he hasn't been very well, though, mate. No, this week's no. been a bad week. Yeah. Um, he was ill for um, five days, yeah. four days. We did a COVID test on Monday, which is not fun. <laughs> and um, I thought, because I didn't want to have to do the COVID test on on myself, so I, t- so I was like, I know, I'll drive to one of the, the drive-through testing centres so I don't have to do it to him. And I got there and they just handed me a test and told me to park in a dark corner of the car park. So I had to just do it in the car in the dark, which was fucking hellish. Mm-hmm. Um, but he didn't have COVID and he did get better. But it, yeah, it's been a difficult week. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, he's fucking great. Mm-hmm. He's a little legend. How's Noah? Um, Noah, what can I say? Like, she's... <laughs> Every time I take her to the childminder, the childminder hands her back and goes, you're going to have trouble on your hands there one day. <laughs> <laughs> to I which I that. say, she takes off to her father. Um, I mean, she's just nuts. She's walking. She's saying some words. She's turned into Pikachu the last couple of weeks. She keeps saying her own name, just walking around going, Noah, 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 like that. <laughs> Which is really funny. Um, yeah, I mean, she's I mean, she's really hit toddler stage. She's really found her stride in toddler stage. Just random tantrums <laughs> over, like, absolutely nothing. This morning she fell over, like, tripped over the high chair leg, hit her face on a chair, and then she had a mouthful of blood 
which is not great. Oh no, um, but like, yeah, I mean, I it's just I, I just love discovering who this little person is. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's it's. Mm. I really, I you know, I've said this a few times on the podcast. I'm not a babies person. I don't really like babies or kids particularly. I had a baby because I had this like empty arms thing that you know that we all get it's just unspeakable broodiness um but she's just I'm enjoying this stage so much more than I expected to Mm. it's wonderful I mean it's it's a nightmare and it's wonderful it's funny I've been been thinking about like talking about them being their own little people Mm. I think I think before you have a baby you do kind of focus on like them being like you you're Mm. like this is going to be like me as a small person yeah and I don't know this is like Liz I think this is something that you know when you have donor conception it's kind of an important thing to think about as well because it's like actually this person I mean he's a completely different person he is his own person he isn't any an extension of me at all like it's nuts so I think you know yeah I don't know it makes me kind of think that that you know more comfortable with that kind of conception it's like actually your child is your child, but it's their, their own fucking person. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I and I love that. Like, I love hearing the pair of you like just talk about like the joy that they that they bring to you, and both of you experiencing. I know, obviously, like no, obviously that with with you guys last Christmas, but like yeah. she'll be so much more aware like this Christmas, and yeah, like Otis just getting to like be a bit more aware of all the lights and just yeah. all of that joy and. I think it's just going to be awesome. But, you know, equally me obviously being, you know, not quite, a, you know, not in that place yet, I'll still get to enjoy the Christmas like my way. So yeah, of course. it doesn't make, it doesn't make me sad to think about like you guys. It makes me really happy to think about mm. like all of the things that you'll get to experience and see through their eyes for the first time. Like that's mm-hmm. just super exciting. I think we take, we, um, when we go to the childminder, we go past this Christmas tree, like big kind of municipal Christmas tree and every day there and back, Noah gets excited. She'll like point at the tree and be like, da at the tree, <laughs> which is her like default noise for, Ooh. Um, and every day I'm like, it's a tree, isn't it? She's like, da. She's yeah. really cool. Like she just loves the lights and the brightness and the sparkles Aww. and it's really nice. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's fun. Um, and actually talking about Christmas, the next batch of Christ- questions is about Christmas. Is is Christmas going to be wonderful now we, you have babies is essentially the gist. Yes. Yeah. 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 I think it's, you know, it's a different, it's a different Christmas. It's, yeah. um, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's taken on extra significance. I think it's just, it's a different type really. And, um, yeah. And yeah I feel I'm, more relaxed this Christmas and less tense about like, oh no, what's going to happen next? Like, yeah. 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 I suppose so. I mean, on the point of Christmas, who's cooking? Mm, oh, John. Good question. Well, probably John and Mr. Gabby. I think we mm. actually need to start a WhatsApp group about that. But Yeah. Because I think both, I think Mr. Gabby's going to have to be careful because he is quite, um, he's quite forceful in the kitchen. <laughs> and, <laughs> and he's not on his own turf. So he's going to have to just <laughs> take a little step I think what, back. What we'll do oh, is we'll have really? courses. <laughs> I mean, you and me will be sitting in the living room getting drunk and the oh, boys yeah. can just do what they want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're very lucky to be married to two exceedingly good chefs. It's fantastic. I never, yeah. I don't cook at all. 
Brilliant. No, nor do I. So what is what is your kind of dream starter? What are you thinking? Well, actually, that's a really good... That's why we need to start a WhatsApp group. Yes, we do. John is like, uh, what are we going to do for a starter? And I'm like... Look, as long as there's pigs in blankets, I can yeah. give a shit. There's going to be pigs in okay. blankets. It's going to be fine. But um, we were actually, before we, before you guys like decided to come, we were thinking of having chicken instead of turkey. So oh, I, I, I 100% support that. Do you? Oh, yeah. really? Oh, Okay. Okay. Oh, Liz is it was not a consideration. Fan. Well, in our house, as I said, my mum is a great cook. Mm-hmm. But in our house, we have beef and turkey. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. Yeah. There's only six of us, and we still have beef and turkey. And then, effectively, the whole purpose of the Christmas dinner is to feed the Boxing Day sandwich, which will happen the following day. Mm-hmm. What's the whole yep. point? It's got to have stuffing the whole point yeah um my boxing day sandwich is um generally always white bread obviously oh yeah christmas you can't be noble on boxing day absolutely yeah. not um all of the meat sprouts <laughs> potatoes gravy Amazing. stuffing I'm so excited possibly yeah. mayonnaise de dijon which is like my little mm. extra that i enjoy yeah um and also i always like to warm up my vegetables and meat Oh yeah, before I put them in the yeah, sandwich, yeah, of course, and my gravy. Yeah, we're not so in our house. Usually, I'd like I like a gammon. Oh, okay, a yeah, little, little bit of gammon. But okay, yeah. are we going to go for gammon? Are we? Not me. I, you know, no pressure from here. I know that Mister Gabby is um, semi veggie. Oh Jesus, no, he's not. Don't worry. <laughs> I mean, I live with a vegetarian, and it's hell. So <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> hell. Um, yeah. No, Mr. Gabby is he's absolutely fine. He can eat meat. Okay, great, great, great. Um, so final question. And I think it's quite poignant. What is it? How long did it take to realise your babies were real after they were born? Oh, my oh God. wow. Um, That's a really good question. I, uh, like, I still, there's part of me that thinks that someone's going to realise there's been a clerical error and they're going to take her away. <laughs> Like, oh, you weren't sorry. supposed to have this one or any of them, actually. We've made a terrible, terrible mistake. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm just walking down the street by myself, which is not that often, but it does happen, and I just, for a second, will, like, forget that she exists, and I'll just be, like, lost in my own thoughts, and then I'll realise she exists again, and it'll be like, oh. It'll be, like, a, a weird feeling. Mm. I think, I think, I don't know, I think when they're born, it's such a weird time you just you, you, you can't get your head around the fact that they're there mm-hmm. um I reckon it was a, probably I don't know maybe a couple of weeks I was like okay all right this is my new life okay, I get it now. now I get it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a very strange time and obviously a very wonderful time I still peer into her face and think you are unknowable how will I ever know you properly mm-hmm. you came out mm-hmm. of me and I don't know you I mean, you probably like answered the question on your like on the on the positive channel because I know you did your kind of birth story caps, but like I don't know, did you like how did you feel when they kind of first arrived? Were you just massively shell shocked, or were you like, yeah, cool, okay, this is this is it? Like, because they talk about that kind of rush of like love, don't they? But mm. then I think there's a lot of people that sort of say, well, actually. I didn't have that and I felt yeah. obscure because I didn't have that. Like kind of 
you know, how did you sort of feel when you all of a sudden had this being that you'd longed for for so long arrive in your life? I felt like a fraud. I felt like... Really? Yeah, because I remember... So we, we'd, like, missed out on our NCT breastfeeding class because we were on holiday. And I, she came out, they handed her to me, and I, like, we gazed at her for, like, 20 minutes or something. And then I was like, shit, I probably should feed her. And no one had said that you should feed her. And I was like, I literally don't know how to do this. So I just kind of put her near my boob. And then the the um, midwife, like, grabbed my boob and just, like, put it in her mouth properly. And it was just so, and I was just like, oh God, I don't know how to take care of this thing. Shit. And then it was just like two nights in hospital of me and John, like desperately trying to figure out how to make this kid stop crying. It turned out she had a milk allergy, which is why it wasn't going well. But um, Mm. yeah, it was, I think, but I think also like I was so, it was a 36 hour labor and I was so fucking tired that everything felt a bit weird. You know, like when you've got really bad jet lag, mm. the world doesn't yeah. really feel like a real place. It feels strange yeah. and sparkly, yeah. like fizzy. I think everything felt a bit weird. And fizzy. I have a, a long labor and I think I felt kind of the same. I was yeah. like, you just spaced out. You kind of like, yeah. you kind of kind of go through these tasks and you're like, okay, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. That's the next thing. It's very, it's a very strange kind of ethereal almost scenario to be in. And I, I think <clears throat> like, you know, when you came out, you're kind of like, you have this, I felt this immediate huge responsibility, but I don't think I felt like a huge rush of like, I don't know, it's weird, like the amount of kind of like love kind of hit me later on. Like in the, it, yeah. in the first instance, it was like, yeah. okay, this is this is my new job. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was and then, efficiency. <laughs> yeah, and then, then the love kind of hit me like later. It's weird. Okay, well, guys, I think... <laughs> We got quite deep. (laughs) This has been emotional. A couple of announcements to make. One is that we had promised that we were going to make an announcement. We now can't make that announcement. Oh, God. Oh, you're not allowed to say. No, we're not allowed to say. So so you're just going to have to hang on. Um, Number two is that we said that we were going to start our next series um, in January. For announcement-related reasons, we're not going to. It will be coming later in the year. We haven't just abandoned you. We are definitely coming back. We just can't come back in January because there's yeah. a lot going on. Um, we will we will have a couple of specials for you in the intervening period. We will be around. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep on with the waiting room, but right now we cannot start a new series in January. So um, we just wouldn't be able to give you what anything good we just give you a load of half ass shit i think i mean to be fair it is a worth waiting for announcement so. yeah it is yeah. thanks liz thanks um That's all right so i feel yeah. like people have probably guessed by now but <laughs> yeah. obviously we're not going to say anything <laughs> we are not allowed um so yeah although there's, there's not that many things it could be bfn the movie it's kind of, oh no we can't announce it don't say um, it. Don't, don't talk about our film rights. <laughs> Who's playing you in BFN the movie? <laughs> Do you know what? I watched The Holiday the other night. Cameron Diaz. She's great. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. She could totally yeah. play you in the movie. Yeah, she should be me. I think. Do you know who should be you, Gabs? Who? Scarlett Johansson. Oh, mate. Thank you for saying that. I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> who 
Who did someone say I look like on Instagram? Someone said Miranda Hart. No, oh. I said I sounded like Miranda sound like Hart. Hart. That's okay. I mean, I well, love I her so like her much. Well, actually, Miranda Hart's brilliant. Do I, I sound like her. Miranda Hart though? No. I mean, I hadn't really, really thought about don't. it. But <laughs> anyone so thought that Miranda Hart is me and my posh accent. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> that I- Merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, everyone, especially Miranda Hart. Um, we will speak. We will speak soon. We will see you in the new year. We'll speak to you in the new year. Um, we will be kicking around. Subscribe to our newsletter if you haven't already. Um, at bigfatnegative.com, and you can follow us on Instagram at bigfatnegative on Twitter. At Big Fat Negative on Facebook. Big Fat Negative. And you can email us. Big Fat Negative Podcast at gmail.com. And someone emailed us this week saying, I don't know if you still maintain this inbox. We do. We we look we at do. it everywhere. So okay. um just basically Merry fucking Christmas, everyone. Here's to a much better new year. Oh, and I hope everyone that did BFN Secret Santa got fucking great gifts. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, oh, and you can buy the t-shirts. And you can. Thank God. Thank God Liz is here. <laughs> yeah, buy our t-shirts. Um, again, there's a link to that on our Instagram bio. And yep. there will be one by the time this podcast goes out on our website. I say something really cool about the t-shirt. Yeah. Go on. It's got like on the label, right? If it's got a QR code, and because it's like s- sustainable, if you when you're finished with your T-shirt, you scan the QR code, it sends you like a postage stamp, so you can send it back to where it came from, and it gets recycled. Oh, that's amazing! How is that? Go and buy recyclable BFN merch. I think it's really cool. But I mean, yeah, I've washed mine as well, and it's washed really nicely, so. I'm very happy with it, I have to say. <laughs> guys, okay, guys. We'll see you next year. See you next year. Lots Merry Christmas. Bye. Bye. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.